It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building, Laura. We are just enjoying looking at Christmas with a fresh look, you know, just as the Holy Spirit is Uh, As we study the word, we're looking at that Logos word and receiving his Rhema word. What is his special word for you and I individually, December 2022? Um, We're having fun just sharing what the Father is showing us. And again, I have taught this passage as a children's pastor for years and years. And yet what God spoke to my heart this time around, he's never spoken this way before. So Mm -hmm. for me, this is really fresh. I love it. I'm having so much fun with this, Debbie. And I love the way God speaks to us through the old familiar stories, but especially through the Christmas story, because I do think this is one of those stories that just can become, oh, it's December again. Here we go. Get out the nativity scene. And it is so important to recognize that through the word of God, he continues to speak, which is why we love this tool that Deb's dad, um, I call him dad con, uh, you know, received really from the Lord, uh, R-E-A-D-S. And we're going to read through the passage. We're going to look at some uh, examining of the passage as Deb and I have both done a little bit of thought uh, and and research behind it. Then we're going to go into application. What is Lord speaking to us? That is the one thing we need to remember dialogue, a conversation between us and the Lord in prayer. And then the S stands for C. We're going to ask the Lord to give us a picture or a visual or something that will put us back in that story, perhaps uh, in order for us to understand it in a really fresh and personal way. I think that's really the word is personal Mm -hmm. um, when you think about the reads tool. And so we're so excited that you're here with us. And if you listened to last week and you have done a reads on this passage now in Matthew chapter one, as we look at the story of Joseph, um, man, I just I just wish we could all be on this Zoom podcast together because uh, we would love to hear from you and what God has spoken to your heart. And there's lots of ways uh, we can talk about at the end where you can connect with us. But man, God is a personal God. He continues to speak a personal word, even through very familiar stories. So we're going to read, I'm actually going to read the whole thing. It's um, Matthew, uh, it is Matthew 1, 18 to 25. And here we go. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly, but after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took Mary home as his wife. He did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. So as you read that and read, you read it in multiple translations, you're asking the Holy Spirit, what is it that you want to draw my attention to? Mm, You know, I love that. I love that question. And the first thing that the Lord drew my attention to was the very first 
line in this passage, verse 18, starts out by saying, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah came about. And the very first thing that God spoke to my heart or kind of highlighted for me from this passage is the fact that the birth of Jesus, the Messiah was the greatest longing of creation since the time of the fall. This was the greatest prayer request that we heard the people in the old Testament cry out and the people in the new Testament are crying it out still. And in the 400 years of science silence, they are crying it out. Like God send the Messiah, save us, send us a savior. And so it's like this passage is saying, this is how the greatest cry of humanity's heart came about. This is how the greatest prayer request of all history came about. And so I really started seeing this as this is a picture of how our prayers can be answered, like our prayer requests, how God is moving on them and how we can experience God in those places. So if we're looking at it from that perspective, we see that when the Messiah came about, when the greatest prayer request was getting ready to be answered, uh, Mary, who's pledged to Joseph, finds out that she is pregnant through the Holy Spirit. And so the first thing that caught my eye was, okay, if this is the greatest prayer request ever to be answered, right? Uh, what went down? How did it happen? Well, the first thing was there was a move of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit entered, right, the space where, where Mary was, and here's this move of the Holy Spirit. Now, Joseph finds out that there has been this situation that he was certainly not expecting and definitely did not understand. But one of the things I love about Joseph is he doesn't expose her to public disgrace, and he's faithful to the law. And so what I see here is he continued to walk in a God-honoring way, right? So the greatest prayer request is getting to be brought about. The Holy Spirit is moving, and Joseph continues to walk in a God-honoring way. He's doing what's right, and he's walking in grace. And so as he's doing those two things, he doesn't understand what's going on, but he continues to seek God to be a God-honoring man as the Holy Spirit is moving. He goes to sleep, and God speaks. God speaks to his heart. And when he wakes up, he's like, whoa, what was that? And the Bible says that he pondered what he had just heard. Now I looked up that word pondering and that, that word ponder means to passionately have a response of reflecting moved by strong provoking impulses. Now I probably think that those words are actually a little too, uh, they're pretty passionate words, but I think they're actually a little too maybe soft for what Joseph is going through at this moment. I mean, can you imagine what he's just heard and he has a dream and God is speaking. The Holy spirit has moved. He's done what's right. God is speaking and he, he ponders it, right? He's just got this emotional response. God, what are you saying? And I'm thinking about me being in this place of the story where I'm waiting for my prayer to get answered. I know the Holy Spirit is moving, trying to do what's right. God speaks to my heart. And man, for a moment, like I've got this passionate, like, God, what do you want? What do you want me to do? And when God tells him what to do, Deb, I think one of the greatest mysteries about this whole thing is that a man who is in an unexplained circumstance and has no idea how this story is going to go down. He does what he's called to do and he does it immediately. Huh. My husband loves to say that time is the biggest deal killer and praise God. We know that he has a got a second and third and fourth chances, but I do believe there's something beautiful about first time obedience, right? When God speaks it, you move on it. Right. And so if I reflect back to the fact that this is how the greatest answer to humankind's 
suffering and problems came about. I feel like this is this is speaking to me that in the places where I am crying out for a, a prayer request or a prayer to be answered, I have to understand the Holy Spirit is moving. It is my job to keep walking in what's right and showing grace. God is going to speak. I need to passionately pursue and and uh, hear from him. And then what do I need to do? I need to, boom, do what he tells me to do. And I'm going to see this amazing response by God as, as I walk that way. So that was really my, um, my examine, just this, this was a bigger picture, Debbie. This wasn't just about Joseph's prayer uh-uh, request. Uh-uh. You know, this was the answer for the whole world. And I think it takes me to the fact that when God moves in my story, it's not just for Laura. It's for my generations to come. It's for the whole world. When God Mm -hmm. moved in my grandmother's story, it wasn't just for her. It was for me, for my generations and for the whole world. Like there's this great continuum of a story here that's not limited to what God's doing in Joseph's story or in my story and your story. It's what is God doing in the bigger story Mm -hmm. and how is walking in this way affecting that outcome that God has purposed um, for all of creation. Like, like this is how the greatest answer to the world's desires ever came about. That I think is interesting. I'll bet you've, you've taught this um, passage before you've studied it. I'll bet you never focused on that first line. No, never. Cause it's just the intro, <laughs> right? It's, exactly. We but rush over the, that. That's the whole point. It's it. God has, has, drawn your attention to that one thing and it's new for you, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it'd be exciting to hear your application and the other parts of the reads that you're going to share for me. Again, I just asked the Lord to draw my attention to what, what do you want me to focus on? And Laura, I went on quite, it's not a rabbit trail because he yeah. was leading it. Yeah. I went through so much homework to learn more about Jewish marriage customs. Mm, that's fun. Could they not be more opposite? what we see yes, here in yes, the United for States. sure, for sure. Oh my goodness. Such a difference, such a contrast. And so I, I feel like I have pages of notes that were just specifically about the significance of that season, the setting, this, this Matthew 1, 18 to 25 is taking place in the season called betrothal. And the betrothal in Jewish culture was the establishment of a marriage contract. It's it's not our engagement. You know, you take some pretty pictures outside with your new ring. It's not that. It is a marriage covenant. And at that point, the bridegroom has taken the initiative to go pay a, a mohar, which was the, the agreed upon payment for, for this bride's father to say, yes, um, I've paid for her. She is mine. Mm. She's considered his they're considered man and wife mm. at that point. And people, some people read this and go, well, they're pledged to be married. And, and when you start doing some homework, they're considered married already mm. at this point in this betrothal. And it said in the commentaries, I was reading that this bride at this point, so Mary at this point is considered consecrated. She's sanctified. She's already been set apart exclusively for this bridegroom and in today's language, it might say she's off the market, mm. you know, and then after this agreement, this contract is, is settled upon the groom returns home for 12 months, completely apart. Mm. There's mm. no, there's no communication between them, except through the groomsman's um, like a friend of the groomsman 
of the bridegroom. And what are they doing? He's working on perhaps building like a room on the side of his father's house. He's preparing a space to bring his bride. She's preparing, um, you know, it's like a trousseau. Like, what are you going to bring to your, set up your home? They're mm-hmm. taking this whole year. Why is 12 months significant? Well, as we learned that Mary's pregnant, there's no way that Joseph should have been with her. Mm-hmm. And so you can just imagine when they discover that she's pregnant, the questions are going to go flying. Mm. is it joseph is it somebody else right but at this point she could be stoned it's considered adultery mm-hmm. and this is a huge shame upon herself it could be a shame upon him and the marriage becomes you know dismissed and, and she could lose her life i mean so this i really i really got down this trail of understanding the significance of the context of this passage i think that's mm-hmm. where god wanted me to see The verse that I was really drawn to was verse 19, because Joseph, her husband, right? They're not living together yet, was faithful to the law, yet he didn't want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. So he's already learned that she's pregnant, but it it emphasizes that he was a man who was faithful to the law. And that word faithful to the law in the in the Greek, it really means he's approved by God. He's just in the eyes of God. He was a man who was known for living according to the law. And yet here, we also see as as faithful to the letter of the law as he is, there's an aspect of the heart of God in Joseph. He cared about Mary, right? He did not want to expose her to public disgrace. And there's just one little word, yet. Right. Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet he didn't want to expose her. So you've got this this side of the coin of Joseph. That's very I do things by the book. Yet there's another Mm. side of Joseph that I think reflects the heart of God as well. He extends grace Mm. to her by not exposing her. I'm just going to quietly divorce you where what he could have done was he would present divorce papers, which would say. I'm divorcing you because of adultery. And then she could lose her life and it kind of exempts him, Mm -hmm. you know, from the shame. It's still a difficult situation for Mary, but at least it's, it shows the compassionate side of Joseph. Mm -hmm. And then he gets to 20 and that's where the angel says, this child is conceived by the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. Go home and take Mary as your wife. Yeah. Right. Take, bring her back. Now that, breaks the 12 month agreement. Now that puts you, Joseph, in a like a place where everybody's going to make questions. Why are you married? Oh, so now yes, she's pregnant. Yes, Everybody yes. can do the math, right? And there's all kinds of wild assumptions, you know, he's going to have made about him, a, com- a community that's talking about him, the shame that she was going to carry. He's now linked arms with, with that shame. And, and having to live under the light of all the scrutiny, he's back in the spotlight. So we've got this just faithful letter of the law, Joseph, who has a compassionate side that extends grace. And that that's where the, that's where the father really uh, drew my attention on this, Man, this exam. I love, I love it. I love it. All right. After examine, we go to a for application and here's my application. I need to remember that God moves in unseen places, preparing for the moment he will speak to my heart. And when I hear, I need to move. Mm. 
Here's my application. I need to remember that God places a high value on my character, being filled with compassion and obedience, especially when my life is under the scrutiny of those around me who do not know the full story. Amen. Amen. That's right. That's right. I love those applications. Okay. I'm going to think I'm going to do the dialogue and the C together, Deb, because I think they really flow into each other. Um, So dialogue, um, I felt like the Lord was saying, Laura, I want you to know that the days and times before you were preparing a place for the answer in your own story and beyond. I am not the God who dwells in one moment. I am in every moment, past, present, and future. From ages past, I have spoken words that are being fulfilled today, Mm. and you are part of the story that is leading to the answer from words in the past. I use it all. I prepared my people thousands of generations for this answer to prayer that answered the prayer of all generations before. Your obedience is crucial in this next season, like Joseph, in order to live in the fullness of all that I have for you. And so that was the that was the dialogue. And then the C was, um, have you ever taken a book, particularly a paperback, except I'm pretty sure what I saw was a hardback. Um, have you ever taken it and you just, uh, you're holding like the the binding in one hand and with the other hand, you kind of use your thumb to flip through the pages and you see all the pages fall to one side, you know, and then you mm-hmm. still have pages kind of like we used to do with those comic books where the story, yeah, the, the, the person, little person, the yeah, person but it wasn't, right, but there was no little person in this, in this C. It was like, it was a hand with a book and then a thumb uh, flipping through the pages and got to about halfway. And it was, it was uh, really speaking to my heart that all of these pages have happened to get you to where you are right now. Mm-hmm. And yet what you're living right now isn't finished, that there's all of these pages still to come. Hmm. And so I almost felt like I was saying it took all of these pages like to get you here. And so now your faithfulness is going to impact all of the pages in the future. And even with Joseph, like his, his life was never going to be the same from that moment, nor would all of the pages after him be the same. And I just felt like that was kind of impressive for me. Like God has, God has this amazing story, kind of like what I was sharing earlier it just kind of went right along with that. And, and he gave me this visual that again, my life isn't just about me. Like it's just been pouring into me in order to continue to pour back out. So mm-hmm. I love that was it. pretty profound. Yeah. So if you remember my application focuses on, he wants my character to be filled with compassion and obedience, especially when my life is under scrutiny of those around me who do not know the full story in goes into this dialogue, Debbie, as a leader, There will be many times when others do not see the full picture of what's going on in your own life. They will see or they will hear small bits and they will make assumptions about your heart, about your priorities, about your marriage, about your ministry. So I want you to live your life focused on answering to me. Listen to my spirit for direction and from my perspective. Walk in obedience even when what I ask you to do is hard. And I want you to extend grace and compassion on others. I want you to care for their well-being, even towards those who are making assumptions about you. So I read that and I'm going, oh, so like what's coming? Right. (laughs) He tells us not to live in fear. He just tells us to just listen to what I'm telling you. Right. Right. This was, this was coming out of looking at Joseph, this is what he was showing yeah. me. And, and so I father, what do you want to show me? And I said, I see a scale. It's a balance with two arms and it's level 
on one scale is the word obedience. On the other scale are the words compassion and grace. I see that it does not move. It is stable and it is balanced. So I mm. pray into that. And my prayer for myself is God, that as I, as I navigate relationships and decisions and priorities, my prayer is that uh, I will be a real mixture, a balanced mixture, right? Of, of holding fast to the word, but extending grace, being obedient and being compassionate. Like those, not, there's not one character trait that is so overwhelmingly strong mm-hmm. at the expense of something else. Amen. I see Amen. this in Joseph. I really do. I see it yep. in Joseph and especially um, it just prepares, you, you know, it, as you, you and I teach publicly and not everybody wants to hear what you have to say. Not everybody agrees with you and, and people can be mean. I mean, people mm-hmm. can just be mean. And as we go into seasons like that, uh, God is just saying, focus most on what I'm saying about you mm-hmm. and the direction I'm giving. And and don't cave under that pressure, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. When people are going to critique you because they don't have the whole story. Yes, yes. So, for so sure. you got to you got to know people in Nazareth were talking behind the backs of Joseph and Mary, and they didn't see the whole picture. Yep, they certainly couldn't see generations to come. That's right. How this couple was sticking their neck out there in obedience, and thank God they did. That's right. That's thank right. God they did. You know, it's so interesting to even look at the Christmas story and, and think about all of the um, time, even that Mary and Joseph would have cried out for the Messiah, mm-hmm. right? And then to find out that you are part of the solution, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> and watch out because this is going to all be different than you ever expected. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the exciting things about uh, studying the word of God this way is that, you know, I do believe even what God has has given us spoken to us personally um there are other people who need to hear those words today in their story i know what you just shared is is relevant to me today and i'm thankful for that um but i also believe that god speaks a fresh word so again if you have um heard something uh in this passage and you'd like to share it with us you can reach out to us at beyondwomensconference at gmail.com um and we would love to talk to you there so I hope that you guys have a good uh, week as you're in the word. Um, Let's stay connected to each other. Let's stay connected to Jesus, most importantly. And we will see you next week as we continue the read series um, as we roll on. Yeah. So next week, Laura, we're looking at Luke 2, 1 to 22. Um, So that's the birth of Jesus. That's where we're going next week. And then then the week (laughs) after that is the one that'll be probably my favorite because my dad will be here. Oh, I can't wait. I like, can't wait. Literally sitting here with me at the table oh, uh, recording right the podcast and right before Christmas. What That's a so gift cool. that is. So that really is so cool. Uh, so thanks for joining us, everybody. We look forward to um, continuing on this journey through Christmas with uh, just fresh eyes yep. uh, next week. All right. Take we'll care. see you there. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We believe that God will use what we share to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.